Welcome to the Daring DVM podcast, the veterinary podcast that teaches you how to use psychology, coaching, and your doctor brain to rewire your mind and get what you want in life. If your life is not what you had imagined it would look like 10 years ago, and you're desperately looking for ways to make it how you thought it would be, then this podcast is for you. I am your host, Dr. Amy Grimm, Certified Veterinary Life Coach, Goal-Getting Girl, and Life Work Alignment Pro. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 29 of the Daring DVM podcast. How are you all doing today? It is a beautiful fall morning here in Northern California, and it's one of those mornings where it rained overnight, and now everything is freshly damp, and there's this beautiful smell of rain and freshness in the air. So good. I love autumn. I have some exciting news to share with you all. Recently, I did a presentation for my local veterinary chapter on the nervous system and creating resilience in order to prevent burnout, and it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed getting to share this information with new people. The presentation dives a little bit deeper into some of the concepts that were in last week's episode, and I'm going to make the presentation available for you to watch as well. So if you would like access to it, sign up for the Daring DVM newsletter and it should arrive in your inbox in the next few weeks. You can do this by going to the website www.daringdvm.com forward slash contact, or you can come find me on Instagram at daringdvm and send me a DM with your email address and I would be happy to add you. Sharing is caring. So today we're going to talk about, drum roll please, da 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 da, emotional manipulation. How exciting is that? We hear this term a lot, emotional manipulation. So we're going to define it, and then I'm going to tell you why this is not really a real thing. Emotional manipulation is somewhat of a misnomer because manipulation makes it sound as if we are able to manipulate somebody else's emotions. But really, when you think about the self-coaching model, you know that the only emotions over which you have control are your own. So if you believe that somebody in your life has the ability to emotionally manipulate you without your permission, then you, my friend, are very confused. Now, that doesn't mean it's not a challenging situation to be in, and it doesn't mean that the other person is not really convincing. But what I want you to know is that you are always 100% in control of what you choose to think and believe, and this is very good news. So what do we typically define as emotional manipulation? Emotional manipulation is when someone tries to control how another person feels. They may try to guilt you, or they may try to make you feel fearful. They may even try to make you feel unworthy or as if you are not capable. So what's the point? Emotional manipulation is really about changing how somebody feels in order to change the way they act. Emotional manipulation is deception designed to influence or control another person's behavior, typically in a way that facilitates the manipulator's personal goals. And how are they doing this? When somebody is trying to manipulate your emotions to control your behavior, what they are really doing 
is trying to change your thinking. This is why it is so important to understand the self-coaching model. If you need a recap, you can listen to episode number 13, and there is also a post pinned to the top of my Instagram profile. When we think about the self-coaching model, we know that our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings drive our actions. So when somebody is trying to emotionally manipulate you, they are trying to convince you to think in a certain way. It is your own thinking that will create any feelings of guilt or fear or unworthiness. And when we are operating from these thoughts and feelings, our actions will reflect it. So when you have awareness about this, you can be very clear about how you want to think and decide how you want to feel in those situations. The thing is, we are not able to manipulate another person's emotions without their permission. Somebody else is not able to manipulate your emotions without your permission. For people unaware of the self-coaching model and how it works, many times they do not have the awareness to really stop themselves from believing what the other person tells them. However, once we are aware, we are able to pause or interrupt that model in order to take responsibility for our own thoughts. Otherwise, what happens is we abdicate responsibility for our own thinking. And this is when we experience those negative feelings that are being offered to us, which then create our behavior. If you take nothing else away from this podcast today, I would want you to understand that no matter what anybody says to you, no matter what kinds of thoughts they offer you, you are always 100% in control of whether you choose to believe them or adopt them as your own. So if you're not aware of how the world works and you aren't aware of how to use the self-coaching model, this can all occur beneath your level of awareness. This type of manipulation can occur without you even realizing what is happening. And this is so important because if you are unaware of what is going on, you will operate from a place of disempowerment. And in a lot of cases, you may end up blaming the other person for how you are behaving, which will only create more unnecessary negative emotion for you. People using emotional manipulation are not just trying to control your feelings. They are trying to control the way you are thinking, feeling, and acting. Now we know that they cannot do this because only you are in control of your own thinking. However, if you are unaware of how the brain works and you are unaware of how your emotions work, it will feel this way. So let's look at some examples. They can range from very subtle to overt aggression. They can also range from relatively benign to situations that may be harmful for you. When you're thinking about these, remember that people who use emotional manipulation may not always be as clever or calculating as they sound in some of these examples. It may just be that they are trying to make themselves feel better without understanding the process behind it. Many people can do this unintentionally. Yes, there are absolutely people out there who do this purposefully and with bad intention, but many times they may not actually be aware of what it is they are trying to do. You may even recognize yourself in some of these examples and have not realized that you were the one inadvertently using emotional manipulation. So let's start with guilt. Many people have been in a situation where somebody else is attempting to make them feel guilty. How many of you can think of a time when one of your parents said to you, It makes me sad when you don't call me. Or, It makes me so happy when you come to visit me. I just haven't seen you in such a long time, and it makes me sad that you're so busy that you can hardly find time for us. But I'm so glad you're here. 
Notice how your parent is putting the responsibility for their emotions onto you. They want you to accept the thought that you are responsible for how they are feeling. Here's another example of guilt, perhaps from a friend or family member. You owe me. After all I've done for you, can't you just do this one thing for me? If you don't want to do this with me, then it means that you don't really care about me. I thought our friendship meant more to you than that. How about a significant other? Well, if you really loved me, then you'd want to do this for me. This is really important to me, and it makes me sad and feel like you don't care. And if you don't do this, it means that I don't really matter to you. It hurts my feelings when you do that. Or how about at work, when a client tries to make you feel guilty because they are unable to approve your treatment plan or because they do not like what you have offered. You're only in it for the money. If you really loved animals, you would do this for free. Or what about when you are asked to stay late or cover somebody else's shift because we're like family around here and if you don't participate then you are letting the team down. Or it's too bad you can't help out because there will be so many patients in need who we won't be able to see unless you come in. Pretty please? And how about emotional manipulation using fear? When somebody tries to emotionally manipulate another person by creating fear within them. This can often look like threatening thoughts. If you do that, I won't be your friend anymore. If you don't do this for me, I won't ever talk to you again. You better do this or else. If anything happens to my pet while it's at your hospital, then I'm going to sue you. If you don't squeeze us in today for this emergency vaccination, then I am going to tell everybody about how uncaring you are on Facebook. These kinds of thoughts are intended to be taken on by the other person and therefore believed by that person. The intention is that the person will feel fear and act out of a place of fear and do what the other person wants them to do. Notice how they are trying to manipulate the person's thoughts and feelings in order to get the action that they want. Here's an example that can be found in relationships when someone else is trying to make you feel unworthy. This person may say something to you to try to create a sense of unworthiness within you in order for them to be able to control you. Nobody else will ever care about you the way I do. You're lucky that you have me. I can't imagine that anybody else would put up with you. Or how about at work? You're lucky you even have a job here. You should be grateful I haven't fired you yet. Why can't you be more like Dr. So-and-so? The thing is, when you take on the feeling of unworthiness, you will act from a place of disempowerment and you will not advocate for yourself. If you believe that you are unworthy, you will feel unworthy and then you will not stand up or advocate for yourself. You may even end up in a position where you do something against your own best interest. Now, if you remember from previous episodes, we know that we prove our own minds true by our brain's own filtering mechanism aka confirmation bias. So if you believe that you are worthy, you will look for evidence that you are worthy and you will find it and prove it true. However, if you believe that you are unworthy, you are going to seek out evidence to prove that true to yourself instead. When somebody is trying to emotionally manipulate you, they will offer you a lot of evidence as to why you should feel guilty or scared or unworthy or ashamed. They are hoping to convince you to believe that what they are telling you is true. And the more, quote-unquote, evidence they offer you, the more convincing they will sound. They are trying to create a situation in which you believe them. 
so that they control your behavior, sometimes against your own interest. This is why it is so important to understand how your brain works and how the world works and how to use the self-coaching model. Because when you believe in your own self-worth and you know that you are operating from your values and that you are showing up as the best version of yourself, then you will be able to create all kinds of evidence to prove to yourself that you are worthy and lovable and capable and that there is no reason for you to be fearful or ashamed or to accept anything less than what you deserve, no matter the type of relationship, personal or professional. The best prevention when it comes to dealing with somebody who uses emotional manipulation, whether they do it intentionally or not, or whether they have good intentions or not, is to remember that people who use emotional manipulation are typically coming from a place of fear and insecurity and are trying to fill up their own emotional emptiness by controlling you. They incorrectly believe that if you would just act differently, then they would feel differently, which of course we know is not true. It is imperative that you recognize that your thoughts are your responsibility and nobody else can manipulate how you think unless you give them permission. Also recognize that other people can think whatever they want to think about you, but you are never responsible for them or their thinking or how they feel. In any kind of relationship, it is very important to create and maintain healthy boundaries. I'll do another podcast on boundaries in the future, but the gist of it is having a healthy boundary means that the other person can behave however they want to, and you will have your own rules for how you will behave to take care of yourself. So if somebody is trying to emotionally manipulate you and they're constantly trying to brainwash you or give you evidence in order to manipulate the way that you think or create a general feeling of disempowerment, remember, you have the ability to set up a boundary and to say no to what they are offering and to not listen to them and if need be, remove yourself from their presence and do not interact with them if you do not want to. You do not have to pick up what they are putting down. If you are, quote unquote, allowing yourself to be emotionally manipulated, you may also feel emotions like resentment and blame and frustration toward the other person. In addition to the intended manipulative feelings such as guilt or shame or unworthiness, it is important to notice if you have any of these feelings in a relationship and also allow yourself to examine what your role is in letting someone else tell you things that are untrue or offering you negative thoughts or trying to emotionally manipulate you. When you can truly acknowledge this, this is when you can really start to develop your boundaries and take care of yourself in a way that serves you and does not try to change the other person. The key part here is to set a boundary for yourself and not try to change the other person's behavior. Because guess what? When we try to change another person's behavior, that is manipulation. You cannot set a boundary to control or manipulate another person. That is not a boundary. You may be tempted to do this because you want to feel better. But remember, it is our responsibility to control how we feel and we are in control of what we think and how we feel regardless of somebody else. So if you find yourself thinking that somebody else needs to behave differently in order for you to feel differently, then you are missing the point. You are always responsible for how you think, feel, and act. 
and boundaries are just a way for you to guide yourself away from situations and people who try to manipulate the way that you think, feel, and act. As you practice the skills of awareness and setting healthy boundaries, you will begin to notice that you don't respond to people who try to manipulate you. Many times they will stop because they realize it is not working. Also, it is completely okay to set proper boundaries and honor those boundaries and to eliminate people from your life who are unwilling to stop violating your boundaries. As you continue to practice this, you will gain more confidence in knowing that another person does not have any power over you. It is so freeing to just allow other people to be who they are and know that when they try to manipulate you, they are actually very confused because they think that controlling you will somehow make them feel better. Now remember the concept of life being 50-50? We can apply it here as well. Typically, we think of emotional manipulation negatively. It is a negative influence on our thoughts, feelings, and actions. The flip side of this is that there is positive influence too. We have the ability to help people change their minds and to help them change how they're feeling and change how they're acting in positive ways that serve them. This is done for the benefit of the other person. This is different than manipulation because manipulation is intended to benefit the person who is trying to do the manipulating. The way you know if you are being emotionally manipulated is by how you feel. Likewise, the way you know if you are receiving positive influence is by the way you feel. Think of a time when you were upset or felt bad about something and your friend tried to cheer you up by offering you new or different thoughts. They say positive, beautiful things about you and to you and to support you. Many times they can help you adopt new thoughts because you can see yourself through their eyes. When you see yourself through their eyes and they are thinking loving, positive, supportive thoughts about you, you can adopt those thoughts if you choose to in order to create positive emotion and change the way you're feeling and what actions you take. This is positive influence, positive persuasion. Now, technically, it's the same thing. You're offering a new thought to think, but in this situation, it is for the sake of the other person. It is not something that you do to get them to do something that you want them to do. Sure, you could technically benefit from them feeling better, but your intention is truly to advocate for the other person and to help them take care of themselves. This feels very different to any neediness or graspiness that you may feel when you are trying to persuade somebody for your own benefit. This feels different on the receiving and on the giving end. So check in with how you're feeling. Do you feel tense or controlling or needy? Or are you operating from a place of fear or insecurity or entitlement? Or are you operating from a place of positivity and love and genuine support for the other person? Also, check in with your body when you sense someone influencing you. Do you feel tense or resistant or negative or bad in some way? Or do you feel open and seen and heard and better than before you spoke with them? In each situation, you are responsible for how you think and feel. Nobody can emotionally manipulate you without your permission. And the truth is, many times people don't even realize what they're doing. This is why you need to have awareness for yourself and what you are feeling in any particular relationship or interaction. Your awareness and ability to pay attention to how you feel and how you think and how you act and why 
will really help set you free from persuasion on either side of that coin. My hope is that next time you find yourself in a situation where you sense that somebody is trying to control you, you can realize in that moment how much power you actually have over your own life, which will lead you to support yourself no matter what and to make much more empowered decisions that truly benefit you. Okay, everyone, I hope that you are enjoying your week. And if you are here in the States, I hope that you are having a wonderful Thanksgiving. Remember to sign up for the newsletter so you can have access to the nervous system resiliency presentation that I will be sending out in a couple of weeks. DM me at DaringDVM to let me know if you want to be on the list or head on over to the website and sign up yourself. www.daringdvm.com forward slash contact. I love who you are. And even more than that, I love who you're becoming. You are so powerful. Dare to dream. If you love what you're learning in this podcast, you have to come coach with me in my Daring DVM coaching program. It's where you get individual help applying these concepts to your own life. This is where we address your challenges, crush your goals, and create your dream life. It's where I help other veterinarians who are struggling, just like I once was, to create and cultivate their dream life too. Helping you is my favorite thing to do, and it will change your life. I guarantee it. Come coach with me at www.daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. That's daringdvm.com forward slash coaching. I cannot wait to meet you. Dare to dream.